In today's world, we are increasingly dependent on technology. Our business and personal lives rely on it, but as you've probably noticed, it's unreliable. They promise it'll get better, but it usually gets worse. Our computers are slow, so we end up squinting at smartphones and tablets. We live in constant fear that something's going to happen to our personal data. So we're scared into paying for fake protection that proves useless when disaster strikes. Update attacks, fake Wi-Fi, cloud control, and other industry scandals are designed to keep the money flowing. The jokers we pay to fix our stuff have no clue what they're doing, so they do a virus scan and then wipe out our precious photos. Intelligent, successful people feel intimidated by the chaos and think it's somehow their fault. If they only knew what the industry was doing to them, they'd get torches and pitchforks. If only we had someone to explain it all in plain English so we can start protecting ourselves. Oh wait, we do! It's the Computer Exorcist Podcast with your host, Mark Anthony Arena. From the Wallace Memorial Microphone in my home office, somewhere in western New York, it's The Computer Exorcist Podcast. Mark Anthony Arena here, thecomputerexorcist.com if you want to buy hoodies and coffee mugs and look at my recommendations page to support the people who sponsor this podcast. So, I want to start out by doing another article here, which I believe will finish off our uh, series on... 2002 technology. Um, this article from the July-August 2002 edition of MIT's Magazine of Innovation Technology Review. <clears throat> and this is an awfully interesting one I found. Michael Schrage says, Garbage in, innovation out. The steam engine launched the Industrial Revolution and transformed the world. But history politely downplays the key business reason why people actually bought those early Bolton and Watt machines. Britain's coal mine operators bought these newfangled and much improved steam engines for the same reason they purchased the original Newcomen engines, to pump out filthy water that seeped into their mine shafts. The Bolton and Watt steam engine initially made its money as a waste disposal unit. Generated the innovations that turned steam engines into the world's most pervasive and profitable source of industrial power. So it all started, as usual, it always starts with a need. Um, and this need was, hey, let's get the wastewater out of our mines. Well, they came up with this thing, the steam engine, and turns out it was very useful in many, many places. There's a deeper lesson here. Failing to appreciate the economics of waste is a waste of economics. Waste is a resource that constantly redefines innovation opportunities. Just as wastewater created the market in steam engine innovation, the waste product of coal mining enabled the revolution in chemistry. Synthetic dye, photographic film, and pharmaceutical industries all came from that. Aniline, film, and aspirin... This waste from coal mining provided an embarrassment of riches. 
It's called opportunistic waste management. I love it. And, and honestly, I sit back and I think all the stuff that goes to the dumpster, right? I'm sure a lot of it is good or recyclable or reusable or whatever. But, but how do you get into that, that uh, waste stream, as they call it? One of the things, uh, one of the huge things, and, and I'll keep talking about this throughout this discussion today, is computers. Every computer in the landfill, 99% of the computers in the landfill are perfectly good machines that were destroyed by Norton, McAfee, or other fake security software. I won't give away too much of the, the ending just yet. So it's opportunistic waste management. Meat packers, for example, made lots of money from the oleomargarine glue and knife handles that had previously been treated as organic scrap. Gustavus Swift bragged that his slaughterhouses used everything but the squeal. The relentless pursuit of process efficiency yielded serendipitous product innovations, right? Serendipitous product innovations. When you're preparing some kind of a product and you realize, wait a minute, this thing right here that we were tossing is actually really usable, right? These byproducts. The trick is to figure out a context where waste becomes an exploitable asset. And, and another great example, uh, the guy I, I named this microphone after, Wallace Memorial Microphone, he taught me, he said he was uh, driving through Iowa with an uncle or, or a friend's, uh, some kind of friend, and, and the guy, they, they drove through an area that smelled like manure, and the guy took a deep breath and said, ha, ah, money. And he said, what do you mean? And he said that he sold manure for a living. So he took something that, that we think is waste, that most people think is waste, and he made a fortune from it, right? In his case, it wasn't innovation. It was just, let's find out someone who wants to buy this and use it. Um, so, yeah, that's an exploitable asset. That's taking waste. And instead of paying to get rid of it, it's, oh, hey, we're going to sell it to someone who can use it for something else. And probably some kind of uh, energy, uh, harvesting energy out of that manure. And we're going to sell it to someone else and make a fortune. So where is the waste in the internet, he says. Uh, millions of microprocessors are underutilized. Pioneers have begun to take advantage of this opportunity by turning the internet into a giant global supercomputer. The SETI at Home Initiative, for example, invites people to lend their networked computers to the processing of cosmic radio signals. And back around 2002, I lent my computer to this project. My computer would download little packets from SETI, uh, which was information received from their um, satellite dishes, and it would process that information to look for signals from outer space. Uh, so it was actually really cool. I think they call themselves Boink now, and they evolved, and they merged into another uh, group of distributed computing projects. Um, Oxford University Drug Discovery uh, has created a comparable uh, distributed computing effort whose goal it is to test disease-causing proteins against a library of small molecules, potential drugs, to see if they might bind. Isn't that crazy? Instead of giving drugs to a test subject and seeing what it does to them, uh, this is a much faster and, and cleaner and more ethical way of doing it, right? Where you're just 
taking proteins, your computer simulates the chemistry where it's here's a protein, here's a drug protein. Let's let's simulate the chemistry on a computer. That's incredible. I, I I've heard of protein folding, but I've never heard of how it works uh, until now. So that's that's really cool. Now I know how it works. The hits are transmitted back to Oxford. This is just the first wave of waste-based innovation in the internet. Absolutely. How might processors and servers be used for self-diagnostics and repair? Well, the answer there is, of course, they can't because processors are fine. They're just reliable hardware. The real problem is software, which is garbage, as you now know. Anyway, uh, history suggests that new industries will arise from the digital detritus of semiconductors. Okay, look. Norton and McAfee and all those other security programs destroy computers. As I've said before, they cripple them by 90% or more. They cannot protect anyone from anything, but what they're excellent at doing, aside from wasting your time and money, is destroying the computer so that you think you need to put it in the garbage after a year or so. On top of that, on top of that, not only does Norton destroy computers just as a side effect, But Norton also, recently there was a scandal where people found out that Norton was harvesting your computer's horsepower, your CPU cycles. So back in 2002, when I was involved with SETI, I was a volunteer. I voluntarily allowed SETI to utilize my computer's horsepower during its downtime for their purposes. Norton is harnessing their horsepower without their knowledge and permission and using that horsepower toward, in this case, they're using it toward cryptocurrency mining, which is a new thing where your computer does a bunch of math, and then you earn bitcoins from that. So they, some genius at Norton, some evil genius, honestly, it's very much evil genius, said, hey, we've got millions and millions of clueless people out there who probably aren't even using their computer to its fullest potential anyway. Let's harness all that horsepower and use it for our own means, and use it to earn money for ourselves. Oh, and by the way, if a handful of them realize this is happening, they can always opt out of it themselves. They can always take the time themselves to go into their software and and opt out of it, just for a few people who who don't want to. So, his analogy in this article was saying that, oh, well, the waste here is the wasted CPU cycles, right? But, But when I think about it, when I think about it from my perspective, the real waste here is all the hardware, right? The real waste is all these millions and millions and millions of computers that are created every year and sold to people who were told that they needed a new one, when in reality their computer was perfectly fine, but it was being destroyed by legalized products that destroy the computer. Not just antivirus products, but all sorts of other malware Those fake cleaners and optimizers and toolbars and update attacks and you name it. Again, I can take a nice computer from 2010 and spruce it up and it'll be better than anything on the shelf nowadays if I do it right. Or it'll be comparable to the new machines because the new machines in the store, people say, I don't really, I don't need you to come fix my computer. I'll just go buy a new one at the store. No, no, actually it's, yeah. Anyway. So that's the real waste. So if you have any machines that are on your shelf that are a year old 
you know, I'd love doing this because I take a machine that's cluttered and, and filthy, so to speak, and infected with all sorts of fake cleaners, and I clean it up and make it into a brand new thing. It's taking something that's dirty and full of, of, actual, of products that were designed to destroy, and I take them and I make something new out of them. So I'm taking a waste product, right? A, a computer that was used for a couple of years. We're taking this waste product that society has discarded. We're sprucing it up for you. We're sprucing it up so that some charitable organization can use it. And it's a great feeling. It's an absolutely great feeling. Um, that being said, we're going to spend the rest of today's episode doing a Torment a Scammer segment, because I know y'all love those. What I do whenever I get a call, an unsolicited call from someone claiming they're a credit card or claiming they're Amazon or Microsoft or what have you, is I record it, and I mess with them, and I try to torment these scammers in an attempt to waste their time. Because there's so many millions and probably billions of millions of scammers, I don't know how many there are out there, but there's nothing you can do to really stop them aside from raising awareness, right? Raising awareness is, of course, the most important thing. So tell your friends about the show, tell them not to trust anyone who calls, tell them real companies hate them and won't call them, and anyone who calls them is a scammer. Um, But aside from raising awareness, wasting their time is great. Uh, so here you are for your listening enjoyment for the rest of this episode. It's a torment, a scammer segment. Hope you love it. Tell your friends about the show, thecomputerexorcist.com, and talk to you later. Hey, are you there? Okay. As I can check in my data, okay, it shows like there is being a purchase of an iPhone 11 Pro. Of $1,499. $14,000? Of an iPhone? Yeah. Yeah, and this was just a confirmation call that, were you aware of the purchase or not? Uh, are you Visa or MasterCard? Sorry? Are you Visa or MasterCard? From the, from your Visa, okay? Oh, you're from Visa? Oh, oh, now you're from Amazon? Amazon. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, and, and what happened? Yeah. The problem is, you're getting charged $14.99 for an iPhone order, okay? $29.99? From your Visa card, okay? Okay. I have a, I use MasterCard with my Amazon, is that okay? You use a MasterCard, okay? It's, it's not very, so the Problem is, did you make this purchase? Are you aware of the purchase? Um, I, what purchase was it? It is an iPhone 11 Pro. iPhone 11 Pro? Oh wow, they're up to 11 already? I still have an iPhone 4. Um, you want to sell me one? No, there was an order. So do you want to cancel this or do you want to continue? Well, I might actually want to upgrade. Is it something I th- you think I should get? Yeah, there are offers going on, okay? Okay. And you will be getting a compensation of $1,400 from the Amazon, okay? Okay. On your MasterCard. Mm-hmm. So, can you just help me out that do you have any sort of computer or a laptop? 
Uh, yeah. What do you want me to do with it? Should I send it to you? And and you, you send me the iPhone? No, no. We are going to provide you firstly a cancellation form, okay? What if I want the iPhone? Cancel this. I, I do understand your concern, okay? You need the iPhone. But there are three iPhones which are ordered, okay? So do you require Oh, now there's three iPhones that are ordered? How many did you say were ordered? You said there were there was one or three. There are total three. Of one word is 14.99, okay? Oh, interesting. Oh, originally you just said one. Okay, now there's three? All right. And they're on my MasterCard? You want to go with... Yeah. Oh, sure. Three, two, or one. Okay. How many iPhones do you like? Well, I I don't want an iPhone 3 or a 2 because I already have a 4. Keep the iPhone 11. Then you can keep the most of them, okay? Then you will be getting charged, right? That's okay. I got money. No worries about this. You just be in front of the computer first. Alright. And what computer do you use? Can you just let me know that? Ah, uh, what is this thing? It says Core 15. So is, is, is it a Windows or you're using a Mac, iMac or something? Uh, let's see. Let me look at the brand here. Uh, looks like there's a... Yeah. Just look on your keyboard. Can you see any Windows logo key at the left-hand side, bottom corner, just beside CTRL? Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, which means you have a Windows, correct? Okay. Windows 10 or Windows 7. Alright. But is that going to work with the iPhone? I was told that iPhones only work with Apples, is that true? iPhone only works with Apple, okay? So firstly, we need to cancel the iPhone 11 and provide you with the iPhone 13, okay? Okay. So you do one thing. On your, on your computer, what do you exactly see right now? Um, Q-W-E-R-T-Y-U-I-O-P-A-S-D-F-G-H- JKL ZXCVBNM What is that? That's what you said to look at my computer, that's what it says. Come to your normal icons, okay? We can see all your normal icons, so let me know what are the icons you see. Uh, those were on the keyboard, those are the icons on the keyboard. 
That's the buttons on the keyboard are icons, right? You see on your screen. Oh, it's not on yet. What do you see on your screen? It's not on. Turn on your screen. Okay. Turn on your computer, okay? It'll take a while. It usually takes like half an hour because it says updating. I don't know what it's updating or why it's doing that. Okay, cool. Basically means what do you do on your computer? Do you do any sort of online shopping, online banking, anything like that? Yeah, I do a lot of online banking. No, I don't do online shopping. You, but you have an Amazon account, correct? No. But you said you're going to sell me an iPhone? Yeah, but there is an Amazon account. If you don't have an Amazon account, then how this Amazon account got created? Which means there is someone else using this Amazon account behalf of you, alright? Oh, really? What? What's What's the Amazon account? What's the name on it? Take my account? Oh, oh, my God. oh no. Maybe they are they are using your Amazon. This account has been using by someone else. Oh wow, it's been I using by somebody else. Any suspicious activity going on, on this account? Suspicious activity. I don't know, because I don't use Amazon. Did you hear my Mac just turn on? Uh no. Yeah, um, there's F1, F2, F3, F4, F5, all those icons. Tell me the name of the apps you see. Tell me the name of the icons. Alright, the first one says ESC. Okay. And then F1. Not the keyboard, okay? On your screen, on your screen. Okay. Hang on, let me turn on my computer. It's okay. I just turned it off. I didn't know we were using. It. I thought you wanted me to turn it off. Sorry. Okay. I'm living in New York, correct? In New York, correct? No. No, I'm in North Dakota. Does it say New York on my account? Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. They are changing the address, okay? They're changing my address? I don't want to move. Yeah. We need to change each and everything, okay? Which means someone else is using this account behalf of you.
Oh, I'm waiting for it. It's still updating. No, that's just my farm in the background. I got some cows out here. Hang on, the chickens just got in my office. Hang on, let me get rid of these chickens. Alright, get out of here, chickens. Alright. Um, Alright, we're turning my computer on, right? Is that what we're, where we're at? It's just screen on. Computer screen on. Yeah, it's still saying update. Do you want me to turn it off? No, no, no. It's not oh, shoot, I just turned it off. It's always it doing updates. Do you know how to fix that? Can you can you get in there and fix that? Why does it always have to update every day? What's it doing? Okay, tell me the options you see on your computer. Living oh. updates. Do you see any options? No, no. It's, I gotta turn it back on again. Let's let it turn on again. Can you protect me from scammers? I mean, what what do updates? Is that something you can do? Is that what updates do? Really? Maybe there are people trying to misuse your details, okay? Really? So we can connect you to the Amazon secure server and we can... Ooh, Amazon secure today. server. But firstly, you need to turn on your computer. Do you do Norton? Can you sell me Norton? Because I heard that protects me. Yeah. We, Does that protect can, against phone calls? Not a security of $699 for one year. Do, would you like to take it? It's $99? Yeah, correct. It's two ninety nine dollars. Okay, two ninety nine dollars for uh, a year. So six dollars ninety nine cents, or two dollars ninety nine cents. And ninety nine dollars. What is that? It's two hundred and ninety nine dollars. Okay. Okay, I thought you said six dollars and ninety nine cents. Okay. We so can you provide you. And you work for Norton? As a no, we do not work for Norton, okay? I work for Amazon. Oh, okay. How much do they pay you guys? Can Jeff Bezos treats you okay? Antivirus, as, because Norton is antivirus software, so we can sell it to you, okay? Oh, cool. It's a big deal. How does Jeff Bezos treat you? Does he pay you enough? Sorry? Jeff Bezos? So is the computer is still updated? Yeah... Should I turn it off again? No, leaving your computer, do you have anything else like any laptop or any smartphone? No. I mean, we're on the phone right now. Any Android? No. Do you have any Android mobile phone? No. Only iPhone, correct? Mm-hmm. iPhone 4 and a computer. Yeah. Can you sell me an iPhone 14? I heard those are coming out. There is no iPhone 14 still now, okay? Okay. There is 
iPhone 13 Pro Max, which is in launch. Okay, but you said I, I there's an 11? I mean, why are you guys selling 11s if the 13's out? 11 is the... Do you want the 11 or do you want the 13? Well, uh, what do you think? The 13 will be more better, okay? Oh, it's more better? Alright. Does it have virus scanning in it? Is it safer? Sorry? Does it have virus scans on it? Yeah, it can everything. iPhone 13 has the best security in the world, okay? So I won't get calls from scammers or anything? With the 13, it does a virus scan? Not at all. Oh, wow. Yeah, not at all, okay? Wow. And you will be provided as... as once you buy that iPhone and once you take Norton, okay, then no one will be able to they call you. Like, spam really? calls will never come in your mobile. Really? Right? So Norton does a virus scan in the phone and then somehow I don't get spam calls anymore? Yes, that's correct. <clears throat> really? Yeah. We can set it up for you, okay? As I really? So that's all people have to do? Really? Yeah, it's still updating. Just try to restart it once again. Alright, I'll turn it off. Okay, just bear with me for a moment, okay? Okay. I turned it off. Sometimes. He told me to turn it off. What? No, 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 no. Oh, no. Okay. It's on okay. All right. It's, yeah. Sometimes this takes a long time.